hip hip hooray let's give a cheer it's 9 a.m the signal's clear our favorite host is in the chair the truman show is on the air it's the truman show with truman jones a look at the politics news sports and people that are shaping rutherford county the truman show is on the air the Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. I have one of my best friends that we've been friends for, what, 40 years or more? A <laughs> good while. Good yeah. While. Uh, Dr. John Daniel Rudd. Does anybody ever know you as John? People who don't know me well call me John, uh, but I grew up uh, with uh, my middle name, which is mm-hmm. Daniel, and uh, so I'm, most people refer to me as Dan. Thank you, Danny. Or, or, yeah, or, or even, Dr. Rudd. Or Daddy, or, that's even another way to do it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like, say, a, a, a doctor of education that's over at the university or something. Most of them want to be called, uh, referred to with their title, doctor. Uh, you're one of those people that you just love everybody, and even though you have a great gift in medicine, you, you, you love the... Um, uh, I, I guess the, the the friendly side of of being able to ha- see all of these people and and you take care of them, kind of like a, an educator. W- once you see them, you follow up on them all the way through, pretty much all the way through their lives. I know I know you've lost some that have got, uh, gotten older and gone on, and it um, but. You're a very special person, and you, and you really care about what you do. And you know you, you've got, a, got God's gift. Well, thank you, Truman. I do the best I can, and, you know, it, it's one of those things I enjoy what I do. I always yeah. have, and, uh, and I enjoy people. I enjoy working with people. And How come you don't your, like me? I like you. you. You're a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell you about your bedside manner. Hey, what are you worried about? You're going to die anyway. <laughs> and I said, man, I love that. I mean, that's pretty special. Uh, I, since we're on that that side, um, you know, the holiday season is really special for families. It's, it's the way they get together and enjoy each other and have all those great memories. And we lost somebody really special the other night, and we're talking about Harold Gaither. And uh, I knew Harold through through the family, known him for many, many years. And, uh, of course, Eloise uh, Gaither, who was our uh, circuit court clerk for many, many years and worked there way before she was ever elected and one of the more special people that I've ever known. She just... Um, she took a hard job and made it easy because she loved everybody. And I know Ellie's going through a, a tough time right now, uh, not only losing Harold, uh, but but the time in uh, the holiday season and everything. So I'm asking everybody to put in a special prayer for Ellie and, uh, you know, some 
many of us have gone through that process of grieving and and uh, the memories, but the memories will be there forever. And they were they were special. When you'd see one out, you'd see the other, and and uh, they had that space really really special relationship. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, has the COVID virus changed the way people are thinking about the holiday season? I know that's a kind of a difficult question, but you, 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 a lot of times you see the bad side rather than the good side. Well, I'll tell you, Truman, I certainly hope that it has mm-hmm. because this is not your average Christmas season, yeah. and it doesn't need to be treated as that. I think we've we've got to realize right now, I mean, you know, in this country we have are right at 3,000 people a day dying from this disease. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, we are in the range of 10,000 new diagnoses a day in Tennessee. And you What know, do you think is driving the new? Uh, uh, is, is it because uh, there are a number of people who were not diagnosed earlier uh, or, or didn't go through the checks and things like that. Um, and with all the people that we're losing, are most of those people older, maybe have health problems to begin with? And um, it, it, it just seems Do like Do we know it, anybody like that? Raise your hand. I'm not going to raise <laughs> okay, my hand, okay. big boy. <laughs> I've already, well, I've already is, had it. Well, but the thing is, we know people who are older and yes. who have health problems yes. and who are living. Yeah. And we don't want to lose them. That's right. And, you know, and so we've got to treat that seriously. Do, and, can we put them in, in, in a corner away well, from everybody else and uh, make sure that those people are getting the best treatment possible? You mean like 940? Yeah. Yeah. No, not 940. <laughs> okay. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> no, I mean, we we can't put them there. They can put themselves there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have free will. Yeah. And they need to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And we need to respect the fact that we don't want to do anything that increases risk to them by our own negligence. You know, most of the people that are going to get this infection are going to get it from family and friends that come to visit them in their house. So that uh, the Christmas time is not the best time in the world to go through this. It's because everybody wants to be together and nobody wants to wear a mask. They want to see their smiling faces and many of them will want a hug and give them a little peck on the cheek or something. But I can tell you. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. This is the wrong year to do it. And, you know, you've you've got to, as a person at risk, if you are an older person, a person with comorbidities that we know increase your risk, mm-hmm. uh, obesity, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, um, immune problems, rheumatoid arthritis, MS, mm-hmm. your own steroids, you have other, there are many problems that increase your risk. You need to take it upon yourself to uh, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And 
we've we're on the downhill side of this. Yeah. The vaccine is is out. It's it's beginning to become available. Mm-hmm. The vaccine. It, my hope is this vaccine will be the death knell for this disease. And we're, you know, we're in the early release now of the Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an RNA vaccine that is very effective and that we know, uh, you know, when we look at vaccination, we, we have to look at two things. Does it protect against, number one, infection? And number two, does it protect against disease? Mm -hmm. Those are two different things. And understanding that's really important. This vaccine is probably one of the most effective vaccines we've ever had for infection. Mm. Um, You know, it's in the 90 to 95% range. And, And we know that it definitely cuts down on disease, and it definitely cuts down on infection. Two different things. The uh, the availability of the vaccine is going to be increasing over the next few months. We've just got to get through this next few months. And right now, taking it one moment at a time, one day at a time, let's don't get the disease now. We're close to the end. And if we can just hold off, you know, wear your mask, do the social distancing, wash your hands, limit your contacts in your home. Don't go to parties. Don't, I mean, don't do it this year. This is a time to skip that. Next year, you know, and if you're 85 this year, you want to get to be 86. And Bah yeah, humbug. I know, but that's, uh, you know, that's, I want to see people get, to that next year and I think we have to be reasonable we can't we can't think that this is all imaginary or that you know a lot of people think that you know the COVID deaths that are being reported it's just a made-up number but there's a lot of people that get mixed up in the COVID death totals that may have other problems but we know for a fact the number of people that are listed with COVID as the cause of death Right now, is it 3,000 a day? That's a lot more than it was a month ago. That's a lot more than it was six months ago. People are dying of this virus. It is a serious illness. We have a potential end that's coming with this vaccine and and several. We've got, you know, there's at least four or five different companies that make the vaccines Mm -hmm. that we'll be having available sooner. There... um, I think the FDA is voting on the emergency use authorization for the uh, Moderna vaccine uh, Friday, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a big deal. That's that's going to, I feel sure, going to be approved for emergency use. Uh, the, the big advantage of the Moderna vaccine is the storage temperature is less cold than the Pfizer vaccine, which makes it easier to um, distribute. So we're going to see um, see changes in that, but I, I think that people have to hold on, D- do the right thing over this holiday season, take care of themselves, take care of their parents and uncles and aunts and grandparents, and and don't think oh it's just oh just family, uh, it's not going to hurt them, they're not going to get it. 
they might, and they might die. What, and, a, what about a family that they've already been through it? Okay, every one every of them in that family. If every single person of the, in the family has had it, yeah. then it's much less likely they're going to catch a second infection. Yeah. Yeah. But every single person would have to have it to say that's clear. Yeah. I think our family is pretty much in that category. But, but it's pretty, I mean, you got to be 100% or it doesn't count. Yeah. Pretty much is, is I mean, it's close in horseshoes, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 I like the leaners. Yeah. Um, let me, where are they going to dispense the medicine? All right. We, you, you're a family doctor pretty much. You take care of everybody that comes through the door. And um, you're you're more educated than most people, including uh, many of the phys physicians that are in this community. Uh, I hold you at a higher standard. <laughs> well, okay. I hope I can live up to that. You do. All right. Where, when, and how will you be able to get the medicines, or will you, is there a place, certain places? that will only be receiving the, the medicines itself um, outside of the nursing homes and, and uh, uh, people like, how about the jail? Would the jail be one of those areas where uh, you can receive uh, maybe large doses of this medicine? This is going to be changing really continuously. It's yeah. very fluid. Right now, the doses in Tennessee, I heard, were 58,000 doses. And that basically, uh, if you divide that in half because it's a two-shot series, mm -hmm. you know, you're in the 28,000 range. Uh, That's not very much in the... No. And, 20, and uh, you know, so it's, it's like uh, there's not enough now to, to worry about. Mm -hmm. It's going to be given to... Um, Selected healthcare providers. Uh, I'm not in that group. Uh, the, the first person I heard that got it in Tennessee was one of the surgeons in Nashville that does a lot of uh, uh, yeah. uh, surgery on patients that mm -hmm. have COVID. And so the um, the this will be administered through the health department and through hospitals, and it has to be done. Uh, using places that have adequate super cold storage hmm. and that but the numbers are so small right now that you know uh, it's irrelevant right now but we'll be notified and the public will be just on a continuing basis as the supply increases i suspect it'll be late spring before everybody has access to a dose hmm. uh, but it's going to go up and it, it's already been sort of mapped out as far as who needs it first and how it'll be done. We'll all be told as we go how to get it and where to get it. Right now, we don't know. And, you know, it's planned, but we're just, I'm simply not in the know and haven't been told. I think one of the things that, you know, is concerning to me is the number of people I see that say they will not take the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you for a fact that if I have not had the disease, which as of today I have not, I will take the vaccine, and I will take the first one I can get. Now, you will be in that category. Well, of I'm people. not yet. 
I'm, I haven't been told that, that I'm, I I'm surprised. At, well, the, you know, it's just the facts. And so uh, right now, uh, you know, that the number of people that will get these doses is limited because the vaccine quantities are limited. As the number of, of doses increases, mm -hmm. they will expand based on their decision how to do it. Yeah. And, you know, and who gets it and how get how it'll be administered. I'm sure that by oh March, regular primary care doctors' offices will be giving it and will have it. But right now, none of us really know that and exactly what the time course is. So my expectation is that, you know, listen to the news. That's where I'll get my news too. Mm -hmm. I get some. I get emails from the health department and from other people too, the hospital administrators, talking about how they're going to do it when they get it. But as of yet, everybody's still waiting to get adequate doses. Mm -hmm. There's just not, but a small small number of doses out. But the the vaccine has a very safe profile. It's. I think what we're seeing now, it's it's really a miracle of modern medicine yeah. to see a vaccine, and, and really not just one, but several, go from beginning development to actual utilization in patients within a year. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we have to give um, so much credit to President Trump yeah. and to, you know, his initiative to force this. And he's, he did it with money. Mm -hmm. By paying these companies for development and uh, preparation, and so I'm, I think that, you know, this is really the answer to stem the tide of this pandemic, and you know, and and there's several other good things coming. I mean, you know, there are some uh, medications that are well into development that um, are oral medicines, a, a pill mm -hmm. that you can take that are antivirals that will show effectiveness against uh, SARS-CoV-2 and the disease COVID-19. And so those will be coming too and it will be helpful because we'll need those. You know, they're going to be, by the numbers that I'm seeing, you know, 30 to 40 percent, depending on the group of people who say they're not going to take the vaccine. Even if they haven't had the disease, they're not going to take it. Will they be doing harm to others, the ones that are saying they're not going to take the, uh, unless they have had the virus before? Uh, probably. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the judging thing. That's, you know, somebody else. But uh, I think that in order to get what is termed herd immunity, which mm -hmm. is really community immunity, yeah. we're going to have to get to the 80 percent um immunity rate mm -hmm. and and most of that 80 percent is going to come from vaccination and we know that i mean you know when you look at influenza vaccine it's only got a 40 to 50 percent effectiveness this vaccination has in the 90s unbelievably much more effective will it affect the flu also no there's no evidence that it will change the flu, but the behaviors that we're doing now to limit COVID-19 is going to limit flu mm -hmm. because it's a respiratory virus that's transmitted by person-to-person -person contact. And anything we do to limit COVID-19 is going to be beneficial to limit influenza. 
So you can expect this year the influenza rates to be much lower than normal because we're doing things aggressively to limit respiratory virus spread. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I... I've never seen so much confusion over one particular disease. And, of course, you've been, you've been right on it ever, ever since it, it happened. But uh, the, the, the mathematical part of who's going to be the ones that will be receiving it and all that, that's still a little bit confusing uh, as, well, as far as how they're going it, to be able it to... It is a little confusing, but it's limited by the availability. I mean, if they had enough doses right now to immunize everybody in the country, it would be easy. Mm-hmm. But they've got to based on risk, basically triage the doses. Mm -hmm. So if they have 10 doses and 10 million people, they've got to figure out the 10 most risky things people do and and who they call essential workers. Mm -hmm. And, And I'll tell you, I think one thing we've learned from this is almost anybody who has a job is an essential worker. Yeah. I mean, you know, people from... Every walk of life are needed to make our society work, mm-hmm. from truck drivers to, uh, you know, people that work in meatpacking plants to agricultural people to law enforcement to healthcare workers. I mean, there's really, you know, if if we started doing it on a, um, you know, the least needed to the most, uh, I don't know how we do it. And so I think that they've had to make decisions that are harsh decisions about who gets it first. And we just all have to accept that because that's done. I mean, th- those decisions are made. And now they're, they're playing that plan out, and they're going to deliver those doses based on that plan. And so really our input is irrelevant. What about sc- schools? Uh, take, for instance... We all had to take uh, measles shots and and polio shots and all the things that went with it uh, when we were going to school. Does this fit into the same type of category? Because it's made such a big impact impact on uh, education. Uh, because you you have the virtual stuff going on and and uh, would would you think that the the, the Students and the teachers would fit into that category of maybe being first because you uh, we've all been through that at, at, at a certain age that we have seen that you had to take it or the schools weren't going to let you in. Well, I think that, you know, this gets into my opinion mm-hmm. and not facts, okay? But yeah, my, but I respect yeah, your but opinion. My opinion is that, no, they don't need to be first, you know, I think this virus... Because the age? Well, the age, the relative risk to them, and the fact that if they have to do virtual school the rest of this school year, the whole calendar school year, Mm -hmm. so what? I mean, by the next summer, this vaccines are going to be plentiful, and, you know, they can get vaccinated then. And so I think this year we have to focus on, on... availability of doses Mm -hmm. and how they have already decided to triage. And I don't think teachers and school children are in that mix. So how has it affected your 
of course, you you have a lot more uh, you have more responsibilities than a lot of others simply because you have the responsibility of a jail that's absolutely huge and full of prisoners, and then the workhouse also, and uh, you have a, a I, as I have said, you have a large number of uh, older patients that come to see you, and um, will they? Um, they will be wanting to ask you those particular questions as when can I receive it? Right. And I'll, and I'll tell them exactly this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, we will be told when it's available. So the, the education process of passing that on to the people in, in the, the medical business it's a little bit slow coming as far as from what I can see. But, of course, you don't know how much the, uh, the how many doses are going to be coming out per day and all that yeah, other Yeah, let thing. me tell you a, a potential variable. Tomorrow, when they look at the Moderna uh, vaccine, mm -hmm. if they decided to turn it down and not issue an EUA, that would stop the flow of vaccines for this year. Whoa. So so there would, there would be no other company coming out this year with vaccine. So it, that, what are the chances of that happening? I think there's zero. Yeah. But I mean, I, I believe the FDA has no choice but to issue the EUA. But until it's done, it's not done. And until the doses are in our hands, we can't give them. Mm -hmm. And so Anything that interrupts that flow is going to change the availability of the vaccines. Yeah. Well, I remember when polio hit, which I was one of the unlucky ones, but, but it didn't bother me that much or, or my brother either one. But I remember when uh, Jonas Salk uh, developed the, the, the uh, vaccine for that, it didn't seem like that there was a that much of a problem getting it out to everybody unless I'm totally well, mistaken. You're, you're totally mistaken. Okay. Yeah, because it, the quickest any vaccine has ever been developed mm -hmm. was mumps vaccine, and it took four years mm. to get it ready and yeah. to get it out. This, it, we're still talking less than one year right now. So this, there has never been the rapid development of a vaccine to compare with this you know never and so you know was this kind of like was this a medical problem or a political problem together uh it's more of a technology problem okay. than anything else yeah. now technology is tied to money because you have to have money to produce the technology to make the vaccine mm-hmm and so, but politics is involved too, but this is a new way to do a vaccine that basically is, has a lot fewer steps in the approval and development process. Yeah. Which is an, a wonderful advance. Um, you know, one of the things we look at is, um, you know, how long does immunity last to an infection? Mm -hmm. And I think that we see a wide range. Um, when you get the measles vaccine, that measles vaccine will work pretty much the rest of your life. Yeah. 
Now, we know that influenza, it's not like that. Even if it works for you, next year's influenza virus is going to look different from the uh, molecular side mm -hmm. than it looks this year. And your immunity will not be as good to the next year's virus. Yeah. Now, one of the things that has just recently come out has been looking at how long does immunity last to SARS-CoV-2 virus uh, if you get the natural infection. And there is a, a really good study looking at uh, basically the three components of immunity, which are antibodies, uh, T cells that are helper cells, and T cells that are killer cells. Mm -hmm. And what they've shown is that six and eight to eight months, there's still good immunity, which is, is a good sign. But we don't know how that's going to look at, at a year, two years, and five years. Now, we do know that um, the vaccine, since it's only really been available for use in patients for a few months, has at least that much coverage. So mm -hmm. we know that it does last a few months, but we don't know the length of time because it hasn't been given that long and we don't yeah. it'll be followed i mean this is a study in progress so what what we are learning is going to be cumulative it'll it'll they'll do studies on it continuously for years and you know in maybe 10 years from now we can say the immune response to this initial vaccine was 3 years or whatever it is i just made that 3 years up yeah but it's like we don't know the answers to that yet until we get there. But we do have a really good studies that show the vaccine is safe. This, this is not a vaccine that, uh, that somehow changes your DNA. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. It, it can't do it. it. What it is is an RNA molecule called messenger RNA mm -hmm. that basically codes for the protein that's called the spike protein in the virus. Mm -hmm. It's on the surface. And the way it works is that RNA is encapsulated in like a little butter bubble. It's like it's called a lipid bilayer that is a, a way to put it in this little butter bubble that once it's injected into the arm, that butter bubble merges with the cell membrane and it squirts the mRNA into the cell. The mRNA attaches to little things called ribosomes that are attached around the, through the cell and it starts producing proteins that look exactly like the spike protein of the virus. Those spike proteins stick out through the cell and are recognized by our immune system to help the immune system say, hey, this is an abnormal protein. We've got to attack it. And so that's how we produce our immune response to the spike protein. Now, that immune response helps us to be ready that if we get the infection, our immune system is already set on go to recognize it. Mm -hmm. So the immune cells and the antibodies that have been formed are ready to kick in and within hours they're responding. And so, you know, I mentioned earlier that with vaccines you're looking at 
whether you can stop not only infection or disease, mm-hmm. because those are two different things. You, you can get infected with a virus, but it not cause a disease. Yeah. You can get infected and then develop the disease, and that's bad. It's nice if you can have a sterilizing antibody that prevent, prevents infection mm-hmm. and consequently prevents disease. That, that's great, and that's what this looks like it does. But the mRNA looks like it lasts in the cell only a couple of days. But what it's doing is churning out protein for two days. But mm-hmm. then it gets degraded by the cell, and it's gone. So there's no lasting RNA in the cell from the vaccine. That RNA is gone within a couple of days. Yeah. And so, you know, what, it, what that means, I think, for people is this is safe. This is very safe. No reason not to get no. the, the now, vaccine. Now, the things that you would expect to happen, which are indicators that your body's responding, are to have a soreness in your arm, maybe a little redness, maybe some fatigue, maybe a little headache, maybe um, you know a little bit of fever. Yeah. Those are all normal reactions to the vaccine. They don't mean you're having anything wrong. That you know the vaccine is causing a problem. And so that's the things that I would expect people to experience. And really, in in those symptoms, only half to maybe three-quarters of the people had those. There were a lot of people that had almost nothing. So if you you have the the shot and come into a place like Adam's place, like we do, and we come in and they 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 take your temperature and they ask that uh, have you had any symptoms uh, of the virus itself, if you tell them that you just ha- recently had the shot, that give, does that give you a pass to, to come no, in? No, it doesn't. Mm. Because basically getting the shot the, is the beginning. Okay. The body has to take that RNA in, has to produce the protein. The protein has to be stuck out on the cell, it has to be recognized by the immune system, Mm -hmm. and it has to be acted on by the immune system to develop antibodies and T-cells that respond. Those are time-dependent. And in the studies that have been done, remember I said the vaccines that we have now are going to be Mm two-shot vaccines. Mm -hmm. You get one on day one, one on day 21. Mm. And it looks like 10 days after the 21 day, which at day 31, Mm is before we can say that you are vaccinated, okay. you are immune. So day 31 after day after the first shot is when you can say you've gotten the full benefit. Okay. And we know it starts working at about day 10, but you, you do, cannot count yourself as immune until day 31, which is going to put the effect of the vaccinations on society probably into the midsummer before we can say relief. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to see a month after everybody that wants to be vaccinated is vaccinated mm-hmm. before we can see that happen. That's a, that's a real complicated 
a disease, isn't it? it it's like every disease, Truman. They're all complicated. But, but this one seems to be, I guess it's because of all the attention. That it's well, gathered. it's trying to explain all the medical stuff so people understand it mm. and trust that this is not a conspiracy. Yeah. This is not a conspiracy. This well, is a virus. It is a disease. Let's, let's take a, a quick break so I can assimilate all this or some of it, and we'll be right back with you. Okay, thank you. For the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, and AM 1450. It's a slick pig barbecue. Spicy wings and Brunswick stew. Everything made fresh for you at the slick pig barbecue. There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too. Ribs so tender, don't need to chew. Well, come on, folks, I'm telling you, it's a slick pig barbecue. In 1920 East Main, you're gonna love the pig. The slick pig barbecue, a Murfreesboro tradition. Hey, fellas, I want to encourage you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. If you've been tired, grumpy, have lack of motivation and drive, or if you've noticed weight gain or loss of muscle mass, those could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help you to determine the cause of your symptoms and will help you get back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center's concierge medicine exclusively for men and now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-injected home treatments are just $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. Schedule your health assessment now at LowTCenter.com. Low T Center reinventing men's health care. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate, now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-Eyes is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Right now, Allstate has almost as many ways to save as there are types of music. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate, now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-Eyes is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Start your day with the Wake Up Crew with John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. We get two uh, different fruit, fruit groups. We've got fruit groups. <laughs> <laughs> I like Fruit Loops. Do you like Fruit Loops? <laughs> 
I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> News, traffic, weather, and fun every morning. You're looking at me like I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Wake Up Crow, weekday mornings, 6 to 7.50 on News Radio WGNS. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Murfreesboro police detectives have recovered that Yorkshire Terrier puppy stolen last Friday from Petland on North Thompson Lane. Detectives got a tip the stolen dog may be at a home in Antioch. With assistance from the Metro Nashville PD, the Yorkie was recovered Wednesday morning. The puppy has since been returned to Petland. Charges against the woman accused of stealing the dog are pending. In observance of the Christmas holidays, most City of Murfreesboro offices will be closed December 24th and December 25th. In observance of New Year's Day holiday, Murfreesboro offices and some recreational facilities will be closed January 1st. The main Parks and Recreation Office and the St. Clair Senior Center will both be closed Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and New Year's Day. There's a list of what will be open and what will not on our website, wgnsradio.com. A Rutherford County man is accused of choking his two-month-old son. 37-year-old Roger Dwayne Watts was arrested at his home Tuesday night. Deputies described the infant as looking lifeless and blue when they got there. The infant taken to the hospital, given life-saving treatment, and is expected to recover. Watts was charged with attempted murder, child abuse, and resisting arrest. He's being held in Rutherford County Jail on a $306,000 bond. And Middle Tennessee State University plans a return to primarily in-person instruction by the fall of 2021. And its COVID-19 task force will engage faculty, staff, and other stakeholders in January to lay out scenarios and develop recommendations. President Sidney McPhee noted that the university actions in the fall of 2021 will ultimately be guided by advice and recommendations of federal and state health officials, just as they have been since the pandemic began. He also thanked the campus for its continued diligence. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help when others won't. It's what our members tell us we do every day. Whether it's a loan for a car you need to get to work or saving for the future, let us see if we can help. If you live, work, worship, or attend school in Rutherford, Bedford, or Marshall Counties, you can be a member of Heritage South. Visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, to learn more. Insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Bud's Tire Pros makes buying tires simpler, so you can get back to when being on the move was carefree. For a limited time, get up to a $120 reward card after submission when you bundle at least two new qualifying Michelin or BF Goodrich passenger or light truck tires, as well as select Michelin motorcycle, scooter, and bicycle tires. Or get a $120 reward card per purchase of four new Michelin Cross Climate 2 tires. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. Find out more at BudsTireProsTN.com. See store for complete details. Offers valid from November 18, 2020 through December 9, 2020. Void where prohibited. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Partial sunshine develops here for this afternoon with a high into the upper 30s. Northwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy skies develop below near 23. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 20. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. 
Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. WGNS Murfreesboro. NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I go everywhere. I just tell you the truth. I know, but I mean, that's the truth. I don't. Welcome back with John Daniel Rudd and. Um, I don't want to get into our arguments. <laughs> These are all personal things. All right, we have a caller on the line. Uh, caller, welcome aboard with Dr. Rudd. I was just calling. Uh, are they going to charge uh, for somebody to take that shot or something? My grandson asked me if I wanted I'll be 100 years old. Uh, I was seven, and I told him that if they didn't charge him nothing, I'd take it. <laughs> Well, no, you've you've already paid for it. it it's paid for with, with tax money. Uh, it's already been bought, and uh, the vaccines will be available without additional charge. Now, you may have an administration fee if you go to a primary care office. Just a, some kind of some clinics might do that, but generally, it's going to be available uh, without any additional fees. Additional fees. Okay, I just wanted not to. Talk. I said, well. He, he kind of, my grandson did come and said to me, being close to 100, he said, you going to take it? I said, well, I, I can't take it. Well, <laughs> the, uh, one two, but yeah, I ain't going to fight the for test it. For, the <laughs> tests for the uh, COVID-19 do cost close to 100. Yeah. But, yeah, but the vaccine is going to be without an additional fee. It's already been paid for. I don't have any money to uh, uh, when you're in the hundred and ain't nobody going to hire you to work. <laughs> well, you're not going to need any money for that. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. I'm sitting here listening to the radio, as I usually do, WGNS. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a special call. I love that. You know, when you get to be at that age... You've really accomplished something. That, to me, that's like running around the world. Uh, don't even worry about the ocean. Just keep on a trudging well, across. You know, well, Truman, you know, statistically, uh, for a man to get to be 100, it's only one in 100,000 men who get to be 100. Oh, wow. One in 100,000. So yeah. my my odds... I don't want to put any money on that, right? Well, you could bet all you got, but because if you're not here, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what was the question I wanted to ask you? you now ask my mind is completely gone about money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what about I, you? Asked me in the break if the uh, 
the work that's been done on this vaccine mm-hmm. is going to change medicine. Yeah, uh, it, it will it uh, expedite uh, getting the medicines out to the people who need it. Yeah, I think that without a doubt. I mean, technology through this time period has been on super mode. Mm-hmm. We're we're improving the way we're doing so many things. Not only the scientific basic science part, mm-hmm. but the industrial manufacturing part. And so we don't yet have a clue where this MRA technology is going to lead us. Mm-hmm. We may be able to make proteins that are essential proteins for cell function that are not only for the immune system, but maybe structural proteins. Things like um, albumin, uh, which is an essential serum protein. Mm -hmm. We may be able to do uh, things that will be brain proteins that, you know, there are special kinds of proteins that are used in the brain that clean up or scavenge uh, debris. And some of that debris is what we think contributes to Alzheimer's disease. Um, Boy, well, wouldn't and, that be great? I mean, we have no clue where this will lead. Yeah. And and we're going to be surprised, and I think uh, favorably so. So we're looking at maybe extending the lifespan of people um, in Def- the future. People will be living much longer than what they are now. Well, I think that maybe the better way to look at it is the quality of life will mm-hmm. be much better. You know, it, changing how long we live is so uh, difficult because there's so many factors in the way our cells and our cell function deteriorates as we get older. Mm-hmm. But if we can live to be 100 mm-hmm. but live healthier, that would be a tremendous advance. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, we can change anytime soon the ability to um, live to be uh, two or three hundred years old. I, that's science fiction still. But, um, but, but those do. Well, I know. Much he, longer than that. But but he's gone now. Yeah. And so. Bless his heart. Yeah, I know. You know, but I'm sure that uh, he was here long enough to wear his welcome out. Wouldn't it be great, uh, all of us that have grandkids, that we could see our grandkids live to be uh, middle age or longer uh, and, and being able to share all the things that they love to do with them uh, rather than sitting at home in our leisure chair or whatever. And, and uh, I, 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 you know me, I love the quality of life. I'm not one of those people that I, I that wants to live beyond that. And, uh, as long as I can enjoy all the people that I, I really care for, that's that's what really makes life something special. It does, but I'll tell you, once you get into uh, life extension and longer lifespans, you get into a lot of social and social economic problems. Mm-hmm. That who's going to take care of those people? Yeah. How are they going to produce enough money to keep them getting their Medicare checks? If they're not working, if they're not doing a second or a third career, you know, how are they going to how are they going to pay their bills? Yeah. I mean, and you know, it sounds nice to to get to do that, but uh, that's that's a difficult problem. 
And here I am still working. Yep. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we get into such a, uh, just like you are absolutely, you're committed to, to uh, the um, career that you have chosen. And a lot of times w when you get into that, it's something that you don't want to ever give up. You know, I, uh, I loved law enforcement. Everybody's got something special that they really enjoyed, and they were able to utilize uh, those particular careers to follow things that really made them happy. You could, when you're out helping people, that seems to be the biggest drive for most of us. And we, we can see something that um, um, the, in your community, it, it makes a big difference. And somebody like you, you wouldn't be happy doing anything else. And, and it's well, because you are committed to th I, that. I do enjoy what I do. I enjoy it a lot. But I also recognize that, you know, one of the important things is if you're going to work in this job, you need to be current. You mm -hmm. need to be effective. And if you slip on that scale, you need to get out. And, I mean, there may be other things you can do to help people, but you, your role has to change as your abilities change. And that's just a fact of life. But you never give up the process of learning. I know uh, every two years you go up uh, to New England and uh, Harvard, and, and you continue your studies at at what the recent the recent developments are. All right, we have another phone call. Caller, welcome aboard with John Daniel Rudd. Thank you, Dr. Rudd. I have a question. Everything yes. that I've read keeps saying that they don't know how long the immunity is going to last once you get uh, the injection. Uh, they said maybe three months, six months. What is your thinking on that, and do you think that there'll be like a yearly follow-up vaccine if that's the case? Or? Well, I think let's let's start with what we do know. A recent study came out um, in the last week showing that there is immunity at six months uh, for most people, and we will be watching this as it goes. And so. It's a, it's an unanswered question as far as how long it's going to last. And it may be that if the virus hangs around in a year, we'll end up having to do another booster dose in a year. Uh, that wouldn't be unheard of. That's what we do for flu. Um, and so it's possible. But I think that probably before then we're going to actually have uh, – other options for treatment, specific, specifically antivirals that are going to be tablets that we take that are like Tamiflu for influenza. They're, very cl they're in clinical studies now, and I expect them to be out next year sometime. Um, they're very similar to the medicines that are used for other viruses such as hepatitis B, hepatitis C, HIV, um, and we are going to uh, have other tools. And so right now, I think the thing is, uh, we, get, we can't answer that question specifically, but you just have to get your vaccination and go with the flow. How long will it take for us to really know? 
um, I don't guess there will be a mathematical certainty, but there will be a process that uh, uh, most of the the uh, physicians hopefully will be able to follow the guidelines and the path that each patient is going to take. How long? Well, we'll be learning really every day. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that right now we know that this is going to last long enough to get us out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, whether we have to have another booster or not, it'll be told over time. And so uh, we'll learn as we go. Does this affect the other things that you have to do as far as being a, a, a family doctor? I'm really not. You don't a fam- mind me yeah, calling I'm, you a family I'm, I'm doctor. I'm not a family doctor because that's a specialty. I'm an internist. Oh, what's the difference? An internal medicine doctor is a specialist in adult medicine. Okay. Okay, I don't deliver babies. I don't take care of kids. Family doctors take care of the from birth to death. Mm -hmm. And that's a specialty of of primary care. Yeah. And so I don't do that. I I do internal Mm -hmm. medicine. And internal medicine is adult medicine. It usually starts at around 16 to 18 Mm -hmm. and goes up. And so... Uh, but yes, this affects everything I do right now, because this is this is front page news. Everything is COVID until it's not. And so um, the sad thing is, there are many people who are not getting care. Oh, let's go ahead and take that call, Truman. All right, caller, welcome aboard with Dr. Rudd. Good morning, Dr. Rudd, and good morning, Truman. Good morning. Good morning. Pleasure speaking to both of you. I have not heard a lot of talk about the people that have already had the COVID and have come through this and are doing fine. Should they be vaccinated? Well, the answer if they've definitely had COVID and are over it, they should not get vaccinated. Now, the question, one of the questions that they look at in this vaccination science is, what about people who get COVID, don't know they got it, but then they get the vaccine? Mm-hmm. We know that there are some viruses that have an, an antibody-enhanced disease where if you have had the infection and you get a vaccine, it actually can make you sick. Mm-hmm. We know that in COVID-19, that does not happen. So if you've had the infection don't know you've had it and get vaccinated it's not a problem it's not going to hurt you but there's no need to take a dose of the vaccine that's limited if you know you've had the disease yeah does that help i think he I oh think he's gone we, okay i think we've lost okay him. well you, but you answered the question and uh, there seems to be a lot of um uh, differences in 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 some of the statements that physicians are making about what what the time limit will be as far as if you've already had the disease how long will your uh, system be immune to it again well we know now six months Mm -hmm. that's going to get us through the pandemic yeah so you, you you think i'll make it through well if you just behave that that's that's that it's it's all a behavior disease, isn't it? It really is because it, it, is. it depends on how you look at it, how much people want their freedom. 
I mean, yes. here we, 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 this country has been going on for um, uh, a couple of centuries and more. And when, when we think about it, we've always had our freedom no matter what was going on. And this particular disease, it, 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 um, it infringes uh, on our uh, particular freedoms that we're used to. So uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's a very difficult thing to process. It is very difficult. And, it, you know, it's, we're, we're dealing with a different culture today than mm -hmm. we had in the past. We're dealing with the fact that a significant proportion of our population is elderly. Mm -hmm. More people are older today than have ever been in our country in the age groups they are. Mm -hmm. So the risk is higher. And in the past, the science wasn't there to produce the vaccines like we can do today. Yeah. And so we either had to face the fact that, like in World War One, we had to fight a war with a terrible flu. It cost lots of lives. But that was the choice we had to make to survive. Yeah. We're not at a place where we have to do that now. We don't have to fight a war in a foreign country now. Now our war is basically the disease. And it's trying to figure out how do most of us survive this disease and still uh, you know, live to fight another day in a year or two. And I think the way we do that is be as careful as we can, mm -hmm. try not to spread it to other people, and, uh, and know that we're really near the end. This is going to come to an end in 2021. It's going to come to an end. Let's get through this holiday season and, and stop this spread. Mm -hmm. you know, and we do that by staying home and you know, limiting who comes over. We know it, it's interesting. This study came out this last week looking at the most likely person that you can get the virus from, and it's your spouse. You know, not me. No, you, not you as a person. You're, mm -hmm. you know, a widower. But, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that in in the population, mm -hmm. that's the most likely place you'll get it. Now they're going to get it from the world, somewhere, and we do, we don't, you know, I, I have this in my own family where I know, uh, you know, uh, one of my relatives said, well, I. I don't know where I got it. Well, she mm -hmm. has three kids. All of her kids work in the world. She's around. Those are the only people she's around. Mm. But they basically bring out things from the world back to her and have given her the infection. And now she's got it. And she says, well, I'm only around my kids. Mm -hmm. Well, she is. She only has three. But still, that's where she got it. And so the only way to stop the spread now is to just kind of really go minimum, minimum contacts. There's all kinds of, you know, ways to get food delivered. There's, all, there's the Internet. I mean, I don't like Zoom calls, I, you know, and I certainly miss going to church. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I attend services uh, online. I mean, I watch, you know, and participate. And I think that trying to adapt to the world that exists, it, it, it does feel like that we're, we're losing some of our freedom, but it's voluntary. 
and it's by understanding the disease and seeing the light at the end of the tunnel is not a train. The light at the end of the tunnel is the sky. Well, you have a lot of people, almost everybody I've known that's had this disease, the biggest problem they had was the isolation from other people. They pretty much have told me, this thing is driving me crazy. I mean, I've talked to a number of people that they said it's hard to adapt to that type of world where you're not able to be around people. And uh, I, I know that the mental part a lot of times seems to be worse than the disease itself. Well, it seems to be, but it's not. Yeah. You haven't had it yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out there. I absolutely am so happy to have you on, as usual. Thank you, Trevor. We don't get together much anymore. Uh, uh, Well, you're isolated except in front of the people that are coughing all over you at at your office. There you go. Well, I I appreciate you having me, and I I hope the folks listening have a wonderful Christmas and that next year will be even better. I hope so. All right, guys, you take care. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.